This is an ABC podcast. G'day, welcome to The Shake Up and your weekend. I'm Dave Marchese, feeling really happy to be with you. This is my absolute favourite show of the week, you know, because we get a sec to chill out, look back on some of the crazy stuff that's gone down over the past few days. But more importantly... I get to hear what you think. Hi. Finland's youngest Prime Minister says she will not change in the wake of the controversy. And give them permission to not spend a lot of money. Let them know if you want to be buried or cremated. Maybe he just thought it was the Australian version of Kanye, but this is actually a serious matter. On Triple J. Yeah, there's so much to unpack in this one. A lot of, lot of different things, varied bag. You know, got a bit of politics, a bit of death, a bit of booze. Um, But, you know, I need your help to do it. And also the help of some talented people, some learned colleagues, social commentators, identities. Let's bring them in. Joining me on the shake-up today, you'll know him from TikTok, from Instagram, from the Pedestrian Daily podcast. Actually, one of the top three funniest people in the world. And that was official, right? And really impressive. Louis Hansen, welcome to the shake-up. Thanks, Dave. It's officially official, yes. Yeah, I saw that study and I was like, yeah, interesting. Well, we, we must get him on the show, really. Um, first time on the shake Have you feeling pretty good? First time. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Dave. Hey, it's a good way to kick off the weekend um, for you guys, for me as well, for everyone listening. Also, we've got another person in here, talent.com, because... Shake up first timer as well, journalist at Mashable, presenter on the Queens of the Drone Age podcast, Amanda Yo. Thanks for coming in. Thanks so much for having me and for talking me up a lot. Hey, we need to do that. We need to be sold to everyone occasionally. I need people <laughs> to do it. Do you guys want to do it back to me? Say something nice. I like Icon. Your... Oh, okay. I was just going to say I like your beard. Oh, hey, that's one thing. <laughs> Incredible beard. No, I like it too. Look, there's a whole bunch to get into. As you heard, heaps of topics kicking around this week. Let's get into it. Pack. This isn't some, you know, local footy club. This is the government of Australia. On Triple J. Uh, this was definitely the story that kept on giving this week. Revelations that former PM Scott Morrison had secretly appointed himself to five key portfolios while he was in power. Look, it's fired up both sides of politics. Investigations have been launched. Memes are exploding. And side hustle Scotty has been born. Hack. I, as Prime Minister, was responsible pretty much for every single thing that was going on. Every drop of rain, every strain of the virus. Scott Morrison is secretly doing my job. Former Prime Minister Scott Morrison. Yeah. Getting up at four o'clock once a week to do your garbage run in the western suburbs of Sydney while he was Prime Minister. Well, who else could it be? Scott Morrison was not only being Prime Minister, but was Minister for Health, Industry, Finance at the same time as resources. I mean, it reminds me of someone that's an absolute control freak. Do you believe Scott Morrison should resign from the parliament? Yes, I do. It's disgraceful what he's done, honestly. I, I'm just not going to throw him under a bus. I just won't. On Triple J. Yeah, you got a lot to say about this one. I know I've been seeing it all week and I want to hear it now. Scott Morrison, he claims he hasn't done anything unlawful, claims his actions were responsible, but what do you think? Do you think it's a media V-up? Or the opposite, you're furious. You think the former PM's deceived the country, undermined the government? Let me know. Also, Scott Morrison's secret side hustles have now been exposed, but what are yours? Maybe you have some that you're keeping secret. Call in 1300 0555536. You can message in as well 0439757555. Let's ask our Shake Up panel, host of Pedestrian Daily, Louis Hansen, and Amanda Yo from the Queens of the Drone Age podcast. Louis, Louis, Louis. 
This has been this has been a content creator's dream, right? Comedians <laughs> are loving this, but it's also a serious issue, right? Have you been hanging on all the developments, watching it all unfold? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I've been trying to, but it kind of just seems to be a situation that uh, keeps on unfolding. <laughs> More developments by the second. Yeah. And look, if it wasn't for ScoMo, I would say. Amazing. Well done on all of the side hustles, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Really managing to hold it down, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Amanda, what did you think when you first saw this? I thought it was really funny. (laughs) Oh, okay. So you went straight to humour. You're like, oh, this is hilarious. Well, it's kind of thing that you're like, it doesn't sound real. Like, who would do that? Why would you do that? And it's, yeah, it's, it's not something that you'd think would ever happen. Yeah, it's crazy, right? We've got some thoughts coming through on the text line. Someone says Trump must be fuming when he found out that he could have just appointed himself to the Supreme Court in the US. Another person says, just like everybody else, I reckon he should resign for sure. And Talia says, lol, if you're doing your job job properly, you shouldn't shouldn't you realise that someone else is secretly doing your job? That's an interesting point. Um, do you think that people would have accepted this? a bit more if he just made it public at the start, Louis? Like, do you think because he's saying, oh, I did this during the pandemic, that people back then were a bit more accepting of the choices the government was making, everyone was really scared. If it had been more transparent, there wouldn't have been as much of an issue? Look, I mean, it, it's pretty rogue to give yourself that many titles, uh, period. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure there would have been more understanding if there was a bit of an open dialogue or some transparency um, at the beginning. Um, but, you know, no, given that it was shrouded in secrecy, I think that's definitely added fuel to the fire. I think people might have been more understanding, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they'll be understanding. I mean, it's still Completely. a wild thing to do. And the fact that he's saying... Uh, well, it wasn't illegal. If illegal is your bar for behaviour, that's not a very high bar. That's like I'm doing the bare minimum here, the bare minimum that I can get away with. And I think we want a bit more than a be- than the bare minimum from our Prime Minister. So, Amanda, when you hear Scott Morrison say, no, I acted within the democratic laws of the country, are you thinking mm, not good enough? Well, I'm wondering how democratic it is if people don't know who's representing them and who is in these portfolios. Like the people who were assigned to these portfolios didn't know that he had assigned himself. So that's a little sus. Yeah, well, that's kind of it as well. Like the fact that he didn't tell these ministers, right, like his close allies. I saw in a press conference the other day Scott Morrison described Josh Frydenberg as his best mate, but at the same time didn't tell Josh Frydenberg that he'd signed on to his portfolio. Um, And then he said, like, he couldn't remember how many portfolios were involved. Like, Scott Morrison had this image problem before the election, we'll remember this, where people were accusing him of being a liar, not just colleagues, but overseas leaders, all sorts of people. Do you reckon that all of that, you know, affects how people see this, Louis, that they remember all of those former accusations and all the rest and go, nah, doesn't doesn't stack up completely like on one hand if you're willing to lie to someone who you claim is your bestie well you're not to be trusted who (laughs) lies to their bestie have you Um, i would never i would never lie to a a (laughs) real bestie but then on the other hand um yeah look it's it's obviously just not a good look is it (laughs) it's not a good look let's go to a caller now we've got tatum on the line from the gold coast hey tatum how you doing Hey, yeah, Thanks. good. What do you reckon of all this? Yeah, just as you guys were mentioning there before, like it's definitely shady and I feel that we definitely 
do need fully transparent people in our parliament. So I am leaning towards, you know, the side that, yes, he should resign. And the same hand, well, on the other hand, rather, he, he has defended himself and said, look, I did it, you know, to be able to have full control and take full responsibility, blah, blah, blah. I feel like that's a bit of um, a cop-out and it's, you know, he's been um, exposed and kind of caught out. Um, but all in, you know, in the same turn, I feel like the entirety of the nation, especially us um, millennials, we don't understand the, you know, politics and everything at the moment. Well, in general, we haven't been taught about it very well. Yeah, there's like, you know, all the hack reporters and everything are doing an amazing job of trying to educate everyone, especially with oh, the upcoming stop. election. But I don't know if we have that much, um, under, you know, complete, full understanding of it all. Well, that's, to be able, you know, like I was, I'm like, how did you still do it? How did that happen? Yeah, that's, that, that's yeah. really interesting, Tatum. And thank you so much for calling in. Um, but an interesting point, because I was speaking to some friends this week and not hugely politically engaged, not much interest in politics. And they were kind of like, um, some of them didn't, you know, agree, but others were like, oh, it doesn't really phase me. I don't like nothing. I don't think any bad decisions have been made. Do you think, Amanda, that there is a big chunk of the population out there who are like, I don't really care about this? Yeah, probably. I mean, there are a lot of people that just don't care about politics in general, so this wouldn't really phase them. Yeah. Politicians are going to politish. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Um, Louis, what about the memes? Can we just get on to that for a second? Because you must have some favourites, right? It's been kicking off this week. Batuta especially has been having field day with this story, appointing Scott Morrison head of Ministry of Sound. Bit of a throwback there. UN Secretary General. Um, what about you? Were you tempted to really get on the content bandwagon with this one? Yeah, look, there were some amazing memes out there and people very quick um, and intelligent on the internet to post some incredible ones. Um, the situation started to err uh, when ScoMo started getting involved himself um, yeah. and making memes out of himself. And I just wanted to, you know, almost scream through the screen like, no, we're, we're laughing at you. You aren't part of the us, you know? <laughs> yeah, what do you think of that self-deprecating humour? Like, I guess he's trying to play at, oh, I'm going to get get in on this joke and we're all going to have a laugh. But do you think a lot of people are like, nah, maybe you should take it seriously, Amanda. Yeah, just because you start laughing too doesn't mean that suddenly everyone is laughing with you. <laughs> yeah. They started first. They're still laughing at you. Do you reckon Scotty, um, side hustle Scotty's taken over from Scotty from marketing, that Scotty from marketing's just retired now? <laughs> Completely. And I mean, I don't blame him for, you know, jumping on the bandwagon and trying to make a meme out of himself because you know, you do it too. But um, yeah, nothing really makes you relatable and approachable if you've been found out that you've lied for so long. We've got a lot of, yeah, true, true. We've got a lot of um, messages coming through on this one. Someone says, I reckon he should resign for sure. Another person says, if he was acting so honourably, why the secrecy? Another person, I feel like I'm not educated enough on politics, but I feel like what he's done is being portrayed worse than what it actually is. And someone else, I think what he did need, I think he did what he needed to do. If you're that high up and you have your finger on the pulse of everything, 
that's that person's opinion. I wanted to ask Amanda about the opposition, um, the government, sorry. Oh, that's weird. The Labor government, not the Labor opposition, because the PM, Anthony Albanese, and the government have been accused of spending too much time on this. And the opposition, so the coalition, is saying, no, no, you guys should be focusing on governing and the problems the country's facing right now, not, not, not blowing this up and having a press conference about this every day. What are your thoughts on that? I think that... Politics generally is pretty dry to a lot of the Australian public. They're like, you know, politicians doing their thing, yelling at each other across the aisle. And a story like this is so weird and so out there that politicians, if it's favourable to them, they're going to jump on it. And if it's not favourable, well, you know, if it's favourable to them, they're going to jump on it because there's interest and attention on it. Like if they're focusing on, you know, running the country, that's not as spicy. Yeah, that's true, actually. We've got some messages coming through kind of alluding to that. We've also got someone saying um, there is no honest explanation for why the people were not told. That was Andy and somebody else saying, pity it didn't come out before the election. He may have lost his seat. Look, heaps and heaps of comments coming through and this story's going to keep going. I mean, we're going to see this in the news cycle again next week. I'm sure of it and we'll keep you updated. Hack. To be honest, no, I've never really thought about dying or death or the risk of me dying tomorrow. On Triple J. Honestly, I don't know whether it's just me, but when I'm thinking Friday fun, when I'm trying to really bring the weekend energy, there's nothing I want to talk about more than death, right? Everyone with me? Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. And I think a lot of you agree because when we spoke about this story earlier this week, a new app that an Aussie's come up with to help you plan your dream funeral, I must say you had a lot of thoughts. Come on down. It's time to make your death plan. Like a lot of us in our 20s, the thought of writing a will seems pretty intense. The more we understand it, like death and death care and how funerals work and rituals and what we're allowed to do, the less fearful we become of it. I'm 28 and I have a Spotify playlist which I've made for my funeral. You get in the coffin, you get in the ground. What do you want me to do? Ooh, the funeral business. Now there you could extort us. I want all of my friends, you know, dance around, have lots of drinks and laughs and then, you know, cremate me and keep me in an old school Mexican tequila bottle. I definitely put the fun back in funerals with my funeral. On Triple J. (laughs) Yeah, for real. We hear about people planning their weddings, right? But what about our funerals? (laughs) When are we finally going to, you know, put some attention into that moment when we shuffle off this mortal coil? Do we need a rethink of the way we talk about death? As Ange was talking about earlier this week, put the fun back in funerals. Come on, tell me your dreams. one 536 You can message in as well, 0439757555. I've already got some messages flying in. Someone says, I love this. When I was super young, I used to plan my funeral like once a month, all the way down to the guest list. My dad ended up sitting me down, making sure I was okay. <laughs> and Trent says, guys, for my funeral, I want a traditional open casket. But when the ceremony starts and the casket opens... The song from the end of the Born Supremacy plays and there's nobody in the casket. Honestly, if I only get one last wish, it's this. Well, let's break it down with our shake-up Paul Bearers. <laughs> Louis Hansen from Pedestrian Daily, Amanda Yo from Mashable. Louis, 
I know you have a lot to say about this because you actually made your wishes public on TikTok a couple of years ago. Let's have a listen. I will enter in a coffin to Beyonce's crazy in love with smoke machines billowing either side of me. All my Tinder matches must be in attendance so that they can hear how great I was um, and feel super sad that they missed out on a real one. Crowd must shout very that every time someone pays me a compliment. Food and drink will consist of like canapes, Haribo gummy bears and espresso martinis to cater to the bottoms at the funeral looking to get railed post-service. <laughs> There's a few of those out there. Uh, hands up. Um, Louis, anything else you want to add? I stand by everything I said <laughs> in 2020. 2020 was a dark time, but still 2022 me agrees. Um, I would say instead of the crowd shouting very that after every <laughs> sentence that a speaker says, people just shout slay in unison. Oh, yeah. Good one. Love it. Oh, God, yeah. That's what I want people shouting at my funeral. Amanda, is this something you've thought about? Obviously, death is something that makes people really uncomfortable, really anxious. Well, some people. What are your thoughts on all this? Well, I've actually had my will written since uni. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, real prepared. I just haven't gotten it signed. What kind of stuff was in there? Was it like, I mean, I don't know, maybe you're a millionaire and you've got 100 properties, but like at, at uni, I don't know what I'd have to leave. Just anyone. like my clothes, my computer, okay. my bank account. You've always got something. Well, that's the stuff that people want to talk about, like social media accounts and stuff. That's a big anxiety. If you're going to go soon or tomorrow or whatever, you haven't prepared, you don't want anyone sorting through that sort of stuff. Who knows what they'll come across? Um, let's go to a caller now. Tommy's on the line from Brisbane. Hey, Tommy, you thought much about this? Hey, bro. Hey, mate. How's it going? Hey, Tommy, what's going on? Not much, mate. I just um, just tuned in. I heard this one, and I just wanted to tell you guys that I actually frequently tell everybody that when it comes to the big day that everyone has to dress up as Russell Coit for my hero. <laughs> you big fan? Yeah, 100%. So we actually went to uh, Falls a few years ago, back before COVID, and there was... All we wore for the three days is just dressed up as Russell Coit. Yeah, wow. You think you'd get sick of it. But, hey, you want it at the funeral too. Tommy from Brisbane, thank you. And if you're a friend of Tommy, you know what you got to do. Um, hopefully we won't be needing those costumes for a long, long time. Um, some people we spoke with on the show, Louie, were like, oh, do we reckon we need to be learning about this stuff at school, like part of civics and stuff because we need to improve, like, death literacy? Is that too far? Do you think, okay, school is a bit too much? I mean, I'm, I am with the idea of normalising conversations surrounding death because as humans, we all die. So that is my <laughs> well, thought on that. Well, that's true. You're not wrong there, <laughs> Louis. I'll give you that. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it's an experience that we will all go through one day. So there's no point in shying away, in my opinion, in shying away from that inevitable day. What are you worried about? Are there things that kind of concern you? Like maybe it's something personal that you've got. You're like, who's going to end up with that? Or maybe it is the social media accounts. You're like, I just want those shut down immediately. Look, I'm going to be honest. I haven't really thought about the nitty gritty. <laughs> um, I've, I've thought about, you well, know. Well, let's do it now on public national exactly. radio. Thank you. I've thought about the fun details of my funeral, but I think selfishly I've always just thought, I, when I die, I will literally be dead. Um, and so I guess that is selfish to kind of push um, my, my debts, <laughs> et cetera, onto my loved ones. Mm. Um, but I think the pandemic has made me, you know, try to focus more on the present and, and, and living while I'm here on this planet Earth. 
Because that's the thing, right? People say if you talk about it more, the more you get comfortable with talking about it and the more you focus on living your life now. We got some people shooting through on the text line. I'm about to laugh so much because some of them are very funny. Somebody says, is having your casket crowd surfed out too much to ask? Um, Maybe not. No, give it a go. Somebody else says, I want to be taxidermied above the sesh table with the boys. <laughs> Someone says, Sam from the Sunshine Coast, my dad said to just put him out in the wheelie bin when he goes and have a beer for him. Pretty simple solution and very convenient. And another person says, every hundred years, Dave Marchese stages a funeral then escapes to assume a new identity so his immortality won't be discovered. Well, unfortunately, Reese has figured it out. So yeah, look, that is what I'm up to. I don't know, is it something, Amanda, you've spoken, you said you had the will planned, but had yeah. you spoken to friends about it? Is it like a topic of conversation in a lighthearted way or in a serious way? Well, I've always had this idea of throwing a will party or like a funeral party where basically, because my will hasn't been signed. Because I feel awkward. Isn't that an important part? It is an important part. It's a very important part. But I feel awkward about it because you can't have your will witnessed by someone who's a beneficiary. So you can't have someone sign it who is going to get something in the will. Right, okay. So I have to go up to a friend and be like, can you please sign my will for me and think about my death? You're not going to get anything from it, but just <laughs> enjoy, contemplate this. Just turn it over in your mind. Hey, yeah, yeah. that is, that's an awkward conversation, yeah. I guess. Um, Louis, what about like funerals in general? Like we had a joke, you talking about the stuff you'd like to see, but in all honesty, do you think we really need to step it up? For hundreds of years, we've had the same format they, they can be really crap and really boring. The slideshows are crap. The catering's often crap. More production values, I reckon. Exactly. Give me a production. Give me some budget. <laughs> give um, me some costume. But also <laughs> give me some serotonin because funerals are so depressing and we understand that everyone's sad in the room, but, you know, maybe it's time that we start looking at them as mini celebrations and, you know, as I said, you know, a chance for the bottoms attending the funeral to have some Proseccos and then go out clubbing afterwards, you know? Well, because the thing is, at the end, people generally do end up having a good time after the formalities get out of the way, but it's not unusual for people to start having a very fun time. Somebody says on the text line, rather than hand over my social media, I might set up an automated post to freak people out. That would be very concerning. And someone else, my old man, wants to be cremated and put into fireworks and shot into the sky. <laughs> it's creative, it's fun, it's exciting, it's new, and frankly, we're here for it. Hatch. Encourage people in their 20s and 30s to drink more alcohol to boost the economy. And Triple J. Yeah, a few interesting alcohol-related stories out this week from around the world. First, you know we've talked before about how in Australian politics, we've got this issue with politicians acting really traditional, too old-fashioned maybe. Doesn't appear to be like that everywhere though. Finland's Prime Minister is being called the coolest politician in the world after video leaked of her going off partying with friends and it's got the whole world talking. Pack. Finland's Prime Minister Senna Marin has defended her private life after a video emerged of her at a party with friends. Work on, play on, work on. 
These videos are private, Senator Marin has told reporters. I'm displeased they have been spread out to the public. I was spending an evening with my friends, partying, dancing and singing. In Japan, though, the country's national tax agency has launched a nationwide competition asking for ideas to encourage people in their 20s and 30s to drink more alcohol to boost the economy. Millennials have been accused of killing a lot of things. Most recently, it seems the alcohol industry is in their crosshairs. On Triple J. Yeah, two interesting ones here. First, did you see the vid of Finland's PM, Sanna Marin, hitting the dance floor with the friends? Did you like it? Maybe you were horrified, like some opposition politicians over in Finland. Does it make you think better or worse of politicians when you see them acting like regular people? I don't know. Get on the text line, 0439757555. Maybe you want to be seeing more of it. You can call in as well, 1300 0555536. Keen to hear from our Shake Up guests, Amanda Yo and Louis Hansen. Amanda, what do you reckon? Is Finland's PM out of control or does everyone need to just calm down? I think everyone needs to calm down. I mean, to me, it sounds like a normal night out being a human, doing human things. <laughs> yeah. And people complain that politicians, you know, they're disconnected from the people. They're like, they're not really conscious of what people think or feel and their, their own citizens. And she's out there being a human like partying with celebrity with celebrities admittedly but you know partying as a normal person and i don't think she should be condemned for that yeah fair enough i mean louis as an introvert you must be horrified watching this vid disgusted disgusting <laughs> <laughs> no i i love it i mean i if i had the choice i would love to live in a country that is run by a relatable icon and <laughs> a you relatable know, icon kind of segueing from all scomo's secrecy um, you know, you could argue that a lot of the politicians are doing things that we don't know about and it's kind of refreshing to see um, a prime minister or someone who runs the country just be so open and transparent about them having fun because as she should. Someone on the text line says, it wasn't too long ago that Boris was slammed for partying. I love that Senna was partying. We all need a release. Another person says Europe seems to be a lot better at youth leadership. Yeah, it was, you know, making headlines um, when she took this top job, the youngest world leader when elected, 36. She is now. Um, I think Chile's president has actually taken the title at the moment. But do you reckon we can expect to see more of this as a new generation of politicians is elected? Amanda, like more of just the way we see politicians, the way they act is going to change considerably. We're already seeing it. I mean, people are going into office who had internet, social media and such growing up, which we weren't getting with like ScoMo and older, older people. So I think people are just going to have to get used to this sort of thing happening. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, there was another big story that you heard a bit of a bit earlier in that in that audio um, in Japan. A big story also linked to alcohol. Japan's launched this competition to get young people to start drinking more alcohol. Apparently, it's because young people are drinking less, and the government's feeling it because it's not getting as much back in tax revenue. It just seems very bizarre. This story, Amanda. Thoughts? Well, I don't drink. So I don't see the appeal of alcohol or any of that stuff. But this, I don't know, I have mixed feelings about this because in some ways this also just kind of sounds like how the US encouraged drinking milk. Like it's the same sort of principle, it's just that it's alcohol and there's a little bit of a, there's more controversy around alcohol. Yeah, 
What do you think, Louis? Yeah, it's hard to trust the motives um, uh, of the government because, look, it's not like they're encouraging um, the Japanese people to drink more alcohol because, um, you know, it'll be better for their mental health to go out and, you know, be out on the town till 4am. We know that it's all about the money. <laughs> yeah, it's... So, um, yeah, it's just hard to trust the motives. It's a bit more sinister. Do you think this is just Japan or more broadly young people are just not that keen on the booze. Like we've seen some figures here in Australia, research showing that alcohol consumption is on the decline with younger people. Does that kind of relate to things you've seen with your mates, Louis? You're like, "Mm, not really. (laughs) (laughs) No, definitely. I think there's more of a hesitancy now to have big ones and kind of like ruin yourself for the next day Um, because I think we've gotten used to not being able to have huge nights out for a couple of years. Um, And so when I see these initiatives by the Japanese government, it's just kind of exuding the same energy as that one friend on a night out who just wants the party to keep skyrocketing while everyone else is like, (laughs) no, we want to go home. Like, don't force me to drink alcohol. I don't want to. I've called the Uber. I've got them on the way. Stop, stop, stop. We've got a lot of messages coming through on this. Also a lot on the story we're just talking about, Finland's Prime Minister. Someone says, Polly's let your hair down. They're fully supporting um, the Prime Minister there going out, having fun with her friends. Another person says just two words, Bob Hawke. Yeah, true. I guess we've really had leaders in this country as well who've shown that they're not afraid to get down and, um, you know, have a good time. And someone, Corey from Melbourne, says more politicians should be like Senna, be a bloody human for once. So a lot of support there and who knows, maybe politicians here are going to watch that and go, oh, maybe I need to start uploading a bit more on Be Real or um, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're into it, Louis, aren't you? <laughs> Be Real fan? Uh, as of 24 hours ago. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 convert. Yes, I downloaded Be Real 24 hours ago. Okay, well, this kind of sounds like an ad for it now, so <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> That's all we've got time for on the Shake Up this week. I need to thank our, you know, amazing Shake Up panel, host of pedestrian daily podcast writer Louis Hansen. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me. No, it's been so nice. Also, journalist with Mashable, Amanda Yo, thank you. Thanks so much. Enjoy the weekend. I hope it's a good one. Hack on Triple J. Yeah, huge thanks to our Shake Up panel for the week and the hardworking Hack team as well. It's been a really busy few days. That's all we've got time for on the Hack podcast. I'll catch you next time.